Welcome to New Rules Old Friends, where we share our regrets, most embarrassing mishaps, and lightbulb moment discoveries along the path. No mess up is totally wasted if you learn from it. Okay, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Did you notice the name of the session? The Great Poopsident? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a story to tell, Liz? No, I don't. You wish? I wish I did. I always want a Great Poopsident in the morning. <laughs> okay, this can't be the theme of season two. I mean, I don't understand why we've outgrown the toilet paper roll. I just have yet to be convinced that our our uh, personal growth has gotten that that far. Yeah, I I think I just like in my head, I feel like I want to outgrow the toilet paper roll, but I never will. <laughs> well, so what I was thinking, it was funny that you were like, oh, I think that we need to to have a better image for ourselves because I was thinking, you know, the music I picked is so thoughtful and like <laughs> me- like melancholic. And then there's like a toilet paper roll for the picture. So I think we need to pick a lane. <laughs> so I was more thinking, I think we need different music for our intro. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like it because we're showing people that we're diverse. <laughs> Can you imagine that song, that melody playing while you're like on the toilet though? <laughs> no. Welcome oh, well. to New Rules. I'm pooping in my bathroom. Time for deep thoughts. Hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, speaking of pooping, this is a very easy segue. I've decided to boycott Instagram for a day. <laughs> oh, what made, what, why, wait, poop and Instagram. Help me. Well, out I mean, be honest. Like, don't oh, oh, being Instagram on Instagram while you're, you're on the toilet. <laughs> Got it. Sorry. It took me a little long. (laughs) I felt like that was a natural segue, but I'm boycotting Instagram for the rest of the day because either yesterday or today was national dog day. And if I see one more picture of a dog, (laughs) like I'm just so annoyed because I don't have a dog. Therefore I can't appreciate other people's dogs. (laughs) Is that rude? No, dog parents are the worst. I mean, teach their own. You do you. But um, it's just, you know, one dog picture at a time is fine, but all the dogs all at once, I can't handle it. You know? Yeah. Well, I just, wait, so it makes you like sad that you don't have one or it just is like annoying because it's too much? It's just annoying. I was going to say, I'm not, um, other people's dog, is anyone really into other people's dogs? No, and this if is what I tell people. Honest, yeah. yeah. I tell people all the time. I'm like, don't show me a picture of your animal because I don't care. <laughs> it, it really like the only person that cares is you. I have a dog who I love, yeah. but like I don't like I really don't buy it when anyone who's not me is interested in my dog. Like I really think it's always put on. Well, at least a picture. I think it's different because your puppy. Everybody wants to play with your puppy. Right? Yes. And then so you have like, dogs that people truly love in person. But yeah. Just looking at a picture of somebody else's animal, I don't it's boring. It's like watching paint dry. Exactly. Yeah. So people nobody's interested in your dog pictures, so <laughs> stuff it. 
Sorry, all of you people. I'm not judging you. I'm just letting you know that I don't appreciate dog photos or cat photos. I'm not photos. judging you. I'm just letting you know that you ruined Instagram for me for the whole day is what you're saying. The, I need something else to do while I'm pooping today. <laughs> no more uh, scrolling while you're rolling. <laughs> scrolling while you're rolling. <laughs> Like, you know, I don't know. oh my gosh. I know usually rolling refers to something else. I do know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So what's our what's our topic gonna be today? Well, after that, I'm not sure how to segue into it. <laughs> do you oh. need me to do you need me to give you an Well actually topic? we're talking about Instagram, so that actually works as a connector. Okay. Um Okay, so today I was thinking we would talk about um, how work and suffering are actually what people are interested in, not everything being beautiful and perfect all along and only sharing that. Like we're interested in the process. So when we like following someone on Instagram, it's because they're, and my theory is it's usually that they're a couple steps ahead of us in the, in the process that we're on. Mm. So like if you're someone who um, likes to travel, but you're not able to travel as much as you want to, you really are going to enjoy following someone who's like an expat or travels a lot more than you, but like just a little bit, like they're still like relatable to you. Um, if they can't be completely aspirational for you to really get into following them. That's always been my theory that we like people who are like one step ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, I think it, the more I've thought about it, it's like the accounts that I've really been intrigued by on Instagram are the ones who are sharing the process. Like, they're sharing the renovation. They're sharing the hard parts. They're sharing the struggle. And it's so interesting because I feel like our so much of our lives is like we're trying to avoid struggle. Yeah. And we're trying to avoid hard work and like, or at least we think we are. But that's actually what is fulfilling in life. Yeah. So that's so my what, premise for today. <laughs> my premise is life is a sacrifice. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Like or no struggle. one's. Like if there was no struggle, it would be boring. I completely agree with you. I feel like I just had this conversation with someone the other day, where it was like, um, oh yeah, I was talking to my friend. We went on a run, and I was telling him like, if you didn't have any difficulty in life, then, you know, what if, what if you just grew up and everything was perfect and you went to college and then you got married and then you got the house with the white picket fence and literally never went through any heartbreak or any struggle. Could you imagine how boring your life would be? Like people say that they don't want to deal with the struggle. Like you're talking about the heartache, the sacrifice, the struggle, but that's what makes us complex and interesting people too, mm-hmm. you know, because if you never, it's, it's the whole, um, what is it like iron tested by fire? <laughs> yeah. It's like, the fight. Like we're made to fight through like, not, not like people, but we're made to fight through difficult circumstances mm-hmm. on earth. Like that's like what life on earth is about. So yeah, if you have someone who's like, 
like, then I want to do this and then I'm going to do this. And it's like, and then what? <laughs> and then what? And then what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, great. You got it all. Like now what? Yeah. Yeah. But then at the same time, not to say like, it's, I feel even when I was talking to my friend about this, I was like, you know, obviously I don't want to say I am happy for these painful experiences. <laughs> Yeah. You know, like pain is also really real and really difficult. And I'm trying to acknowledge that it's even though you can grow from it, it's it's really just looking to see, hey, there is a positivity here and that's you're going to grow from it. And, and you don't really want a white toast life. Right. But also acknowledge yeah. that it's still very difficult and oh yeah, nobody actually wants to go through the sacrifice, even though you have to. Yeah. I think if you were going out picking your own, like, like if you were trying, if you were going out just trying to fab, like make difficulties for yourself, it would not have the same impact at all. Like, like you would just be a difficult unhappy person. Yeah. But I do think that, yeah, like accepting that with life, there's always going to be a new challenge and a new, um, struggle or disappointment or adventure, but like the adventure, I mean, <laughs> to, uh, to throw, throw in a nice little throwback to the early two thousands. It's the climb Liz. <laughs> Oh, Miley. Miley, you have so much wisdom, and then you're also so crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. She made some of her own struggles, I think. <laughs> I think she did. She's going to be a very complex and iron-tested individual by the time she's 60. <laughs> she makes it to 60, yes. <laughs> if she makes it to 60. Quick sidebar, I did go through a Miley obsession just reading about her about a year and a half ago and it lasted a couple of hours and then I felt like my head was going to explode so I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Was that during her dead pets phase? No, that was during her um, she stole somebody's wife phase. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Miley, whoo, she's had a lot of chapters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor Hannah Montana. Um, <laughs> Poor Billy sorry. Ray. Poor oh. Billy Ray. <laughs> Billy Ray had to see his daughter go through all this. Um, okay, so back to your topic. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's all related. I, I just think that, yeah, it's, um, it's just interesting because, like, like, okay, we were sharing our renovations, right? Um, I still need to do an after pick because I'm still waiting on like some pendants to come in the mail. Mm. Um, I think they're coming tomorrow or Sunday, but, um, and then I have to wait on my husband to hang them. <laughs> so, but yeah, usually he's very, um, he's used to me. So he, um, does not dilly dally, but, um, but yeah, like Jason, if you're listening, <laughs> hang the pendants. <laughs> um, I don't know. It, I just think like with renovations, if you could just snap your finger, like, Oh my gosh, like in Mary Poppins, like how, how addicting was that to watch like the snapping of the finger and everything like fly into its place. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think that's actually, so I actually, I think that's what we like on social media is it sort of imitates that where it's not like 
it's always been perfect. Like you see it being really messy and that it's like really fast put into the right places. Right. <laughs> so if you're following like an interior designer or like some kind of home renovator blogger, um, yeah, like it's kind of like, it's almost like that. It's like before, after, <laughs> you know, you know what? You're right. No, I'm, I'm seeing what you're saying. It's like so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, especially ugh, this is like so weird. I love before and after fat photos. Oh, yeah. Right? Where it's the same thing because you're like, you know, there was a lot of work between those, but But you didn't have to do it. You you just get to see it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I I think you're right. So, like, you're saying that's why we're drawn so much to accounts like that on social media is because it's almost like you can appreciate it without the struggle or sacrifice. Like, you know, it was there, but you didn't really have to go through it, you know? But if you were following someone who was like a Paris Hilton and had everything in life handed to them, it's not interesting. Yeah. It's too perfect. Yeah. So you want it kind of perfect. Like you don't, you don't want to go through the struggle and you don't want it to drag out too long. Cause that's boring too. <laughs> but, yep. Exactly. But you want, you want to see like, Oh wow, they had this and now they have this. That's why we've talked about this before with like running accounts. Cause I've told you how I follow like Molly Seidel and, and Emma Coburn. And you're like, why do you follow Olympians? <laughs> because I love them. But I, your point was always like, why don't you follow somebody who's more, you know, not a superhero, <laughs> more relatable. I'm like too. Yeah. I'm too prideful. Because when I follow them, I just feel like, why do I even try? Like, <laughs> like, why do I even try to like feel good about my four mile run? You know? Yeah, I'm I'm inspired by them, but I don't know. I think maybe maybe I'm less competitive than you are. Is that which possible? is crazy to imagine? Because we always present ourselves. You've always presented yourself as the competitive one. I know, but I am actually, I, I see it in my oldest son. Sometimes the things that you didn't really recognize in yourself, you can see in your child and be like, Oh, that's me. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Jason has a lot of those moments with Henry, <laughs> um, but, uh, sorry, everyone. Henry's my second, my, my second son. Uh, my eldest is very like me in that he gets so he is, he has this hidden competitive streak, but where it, the way it comes out is he ends up not even trying because if he can't do it really well, he doesn't even want to do it. Oh, so yeah. it's like this ultimate comp, you know? Yeah. It's like the ultimate competitivity, but it, you don't think about it because he's not putting himself out there competing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But it's because he cannot stand to not do it well. And that's totally me. It really is. Wow. It's like you have a you have an on and off switch if you're gonna do it or not. Yeah, I either am gonna win or I'm not gonna do it. (laughs) Which is probably why you were so good at college. I was. Oh my gosh. Actually, I was thinking about this yesterday. So it's crazy you said that. Yeah. My friend, um, well, it's kind of it's it's a very sad circumstance. She um had a nine-year marriage and with like irrevocable for irrevocable reasons, like absolutely essential to get out. Um, but she has to like, she's going back to school. So she's getting her master's in education 
And she was telling us about like her first week doing it. She was like, well, I just turned in a paper and I had to do this quiz and I had to take it three times because I wanted a hundred, but you could keep, you could decide which one you submitted. Like you could keep doing it. (laughs) And I was like, I was listening and like, granted, these are totally like, she's, this is a trial for her. Like it is, it is a lot of work. She's very smart, but she has kids and it's not, this is not like some fun self-actualization project right (laughs) right right. but I'm sitting there listening to her Marco Polo and I just had this huge wave of envy I was like I want to be back in college I want to have people tell me how smart I am I want my work to be graded and checked off with a hundred I love it so jealous I was like man that sounds awesome (laughs) you were I mean you really were you were really good at college because I feel like you you we're like, all right, this is something that I could be absolutely incredible at. And you were. Whereas me, on the other hand, I was like, this is fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was more like, ooh, what's going to happen? Not me being like, I'm going to make this happen. More of a, oh, what what is going to come out of this phase of my life? <laughs> <laughs> Which is not the way that you should be doing it. But, but yeah, look at us. You're the one with the like high er- high earning like hard job you know and and I don't have much to show for my my <laughs> brains <laughs> but I don't I feel like I stumbled into my career it was probably not because of my college education no you don't just stumble into success like you have had you were well, you work for it well I don't know <laughs> but Yeah. Well, I think we talked about this before, just being more purposeful. That's something that I have decided. I I think it was a previous episode, just being purposeful, because for a long time, I just let things happen. And I'd be like, Mm -hmm. wow, I'm doing this. Oh, that happened. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so it's definitely something I've had to learn how to do. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like in our own lives, it it is really cool to look back and be like, if your life if your life was a book or a story, like, yeah, what are the main um, struggles or like, like, what are the things that you're kind of, um, okay, obviously we all have struggles that are just still really painful to look back at, but what are some like challenges that you're actually really grateful for now when you look back at them? So this is, this is so crazy because this is the conversation I was having with my friend when we were on our run. And I was yeah. saying, um, so my mom died when I was 19, right? Mm-hmm. She had cancer. And I would never say that I'm happy that my mom died, <laughs> obviously. Like that's why this is a somewhat odd conversation because I, I struggle with how to to articulate this mm-hmm. and it was very difficult and I went through so much but what I can appreciate now is I've grown as an individual because of the experiences that I've gone through right mm-hmm. and there are things that I've missed out because my mom passed away yeah. but then and and this isn't oh, I'm so strong. I've done so much. But because of people like you and and good friends and like, honestly, my relationship with God, I feel like I was able to come out of it stronger. And I've learned so much about myself, about people, about just the way that I approach things because of that entire experience. So 
it was very difficult. It was a huge sacrifice. My whole family went through so much, obviously. I know you went through so much. Sometimes I think you miss my mom more than I do. <laughs> no. I know. I, I miss her. Don't you get me wrong. Me. But no, like I think, I think it's just, it's easier to let yourself really miss someone when it's not your mom or dad or child. You know, like when I think when it's that close, like I think there's just, you can't even go there. Like there's just so much that you can't. So no, it's not because I show how much I've missed her. That is not because I miss her more than you have. My God. Uh, but, but yeah, I think, so that's a huge sacrifice that um, in a weird way, this is why it's so weird to say, I would not, I would not change that in my life. Wow. Right? Isn't that, that's so weird to say. And that's why I'm like, I don't think people would understand that. But I think that's acceptance of, I'd be a totally different person. I might be a better person, but I'm also not going to live in the past and say, what if, all the what ifs, because that doesn't matter. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it. I've embraced it. And that's. It's it's almost like if you were to go, it's like Jenga. (laughs) Like if you were to go all the way down to take out that hard piece. Who knows what you'd be left with? Exactly. Like maybe you wouldn't be with David. Maybe you wouldn't have the job that you have. Maybe you wouldn't like, or maybe you would have continued to be um, going down a path that you ended up deciding not to go down, Yeah, you know, mentally and spiritually, uh, which you were, you know, at the time when your mom passed, you were, you were kind of in a different place. Oh yeah. Mostly out of like a reactionary kind of thing. So that's where I wonder if like, yeah, you, you just never know. So I I, I hear what you're saying because you're, you're saying like the suffering was real and it's still there. But I've real I've recognized that so many like, yeah, it's there's been so much building on top of this that I can't even fathom it had it not happened or going back and undoing it. Right. And I, and that's why it's, it's difficult. Cause I, I obviously always want my mom to have not died, but mm. I can't, it's not like I wallow in that and, and say, Oh, if it had never happened, cause you're never going to change that. So right. it's, it's so cheesy to say this, but I've, I thought this at the beginning of the episode too. It's almost like this whole episode is talking about the silver lining. Like there's so much joy in that silver lining, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> you uh, started out fat and then you worked really hard and the silver lining <laughs> is here. I just love before and after photos so much. They make me so happy. I think it's honestly because you can – it's like, you know, when people go through an emotional issue, it's not so much like you can see it. But when it's a physical sacrifice that they go through, you can see it. So it is that instant gratification of, wow, look at what this person went through. This is so awesome. Yes. You know, so um, yeah, I, uh, it's, it, yeah, I don't know. Tested by fire. If you learn how to embrace the sacrifice, I think, too, it helps a lot more instead of um, pining for what might have been or what if you had never gone through that. Yeah. So I think it applies not only to um, to bad things that happen to you, like from death, sickness, other people's sin and issues. But I also think it can apply to your own like weakness and flaws and bad choices. Um, 
And it kind of makes me think of, which we still, I kind of think we should, I don't, well, maybe we could chat about it a little now. I don't know if you're ready yet to talk about Brideshead Revisited, but (laughs) this is a big thing in Brideshead where like there was that, um, that kind of character analysis I sent you where it talks about in the end of the story, all is harvest. And the author shows us that in the divine plan, if we learn to repent, even our sin is part of our redemption. But then it is also true that if we do not learn to repent, even our faith and good works will be for our damnation. Um, so like even like, yeah, the, the bad things that happen to you, the sin that you could never like, like St. Paul says in the Bible, like you do the thing that you don't want to do over and over again. And there's always going to be that thorn in your side that you struggle with your whole life. Um, but that the way God works is he, he actually uses that. It's not like he, he takes care he like covers you up with grace in spite of that. It's like, you know, he takes that flaw and he helps untwist it to where you're like, Oh wow, this is part of my redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, like with Sebastian and, and his many, <laughs> his many issues in the book. I don't know if, um, I don't want to get too into the characters just in case people haven't read it. Cause it is like not a common, it's not a popular book. But it is just like, I think where I love that book so much is it is so real about that suffering that you experience when people in your life screw up (laughs) and disappoint you like the father figure in this family Mm and that the book's about. He's, he ends up, you know, he has a terrible marriage with their mom. He, he had converted to Catholicism to marry her and then ends up abandoning her, hooking up with, uh, you know, having a, um, a lover in Paris that he lives with and, um, and just totally abandons all the kids and they all kind of struggle because of that. Like you see them all having a really hard time, but like it's, it's the humanity of those struggles and sufferings that make the book so powerful Yeah, because it's not just whitewashing it. It's not pretending that, Oh, well, if you follow this formula or you do these things, then you'll be great. <laughs> like it's right. All right. Like, like they all really have a lot of pain in their lives. Um, but, but then there's like this grace that just, it makes their lives like meaningful and worth it and beautiful at the end. Um, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. It's like I, I just, it, that's such a something I, I still am trying to like apply to my own life about, well, you know, I keep wanting to escape my flaws. Like I keep wanting to like, um, or, you know, like the, I think like the modern trend with novels in comparison and the modern trend with like our approach to life is we want to um, psychologize it all. So like it, it hit me one day and this is kind of, this will, if I share this with you, it's going to ruin every modern novel that you read. But every <laughs> single novel I have read in that has been written in the last decade, the entire climax of the story, like the whole the whole arc, the story arc, the climax, everything is like this um, therapy couch realization moment that the main character has about themselves. And then that's the entire plot. Like it's, it's like all these things happen. The main character has this light bulb moment. It's like, Oh, this is why I am the way I am. And then you're right. You're right. Yes. I'm trying to think, Oh shoot. You're like, yeah, duh. Of course I know. (laughs) I mean, that's what I mean. I'm right. Because I like, when it hit me, it ruined every single novel except for, 
Um, maybe like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's a couple historical novels that are a little bit different, but there's been so many that I've read that they still kind of bake that in there because that's our modern idea of like happiness is just understanding yourself. It's not working on yourself. It's not like choosing something good. That's hard. It's, it's just coming to a place of acceptance and enlightenment about yourself. <laughs> that's so well put it because you're right. It's not, how do I deal with this? Or what is this about me? It's just, what like why do I do this so that I can change this behavior or something like that? It's more. Or what do I choose? This is me. I've found myself. I was just looking at my Libby because I was trying to. I was like, which book did that? that I just read in five years. Did you ever yeah. read that? Yeah. yeah. Exact same thing. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? But yeah. like when you compare that to older novels like Brideshead, yeah. they have that. They do have a moment of like like Julia has that moment of being like, I can't do this anymore because this is who I am and I'm running away from it. Right. But she also took action on it. She takes action. And then I would even say the, the true climax is when you realize that Charles did too, but you don't realize it until the very, very end. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like it transformed his whole life too. Yeah. But I didn't see that until then. So um, when Kayla, when Kayla started, well, when you started and you're like, I don't know if you're ready. It's because when I finished the book, I texted her and I was like, I'm sobbing. I don't want to talk about it. It yeah. was very good. <laughs> and I was like, don't try. You were like, no, you weren't even like, I don't want to talk about it. You're like, don't try to talk to me about this. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not emotionally ready, but it was wonderful. Don't mention this for a while. <laughs> so. Yeah. The writing really is phenomenal. I mean, so it's good. it's so well written. Yeah, it's so good. I want to. All right, we have to come back to that. I have to run because I have a meeting. I have to run to. So well, hard stop. We started with poop and we ended with brideshead and conversion. So. Ah. <laughs> um, good good topic though. I I love this topic because I feel like I've been thinking about it a lot. So if well, you were to summarize two. it. Huh? Let's do a part two. Let's okay. keep thinking about things in our own life that that's like, and books and like how literature, how it's like kind of a, yeah, like why, why modern novels do that and why it's not as, if, if we think, if we come to the conclusion that it's not as um empowering ultimately why that is. <laughs> I love it. All right. Okay. I will talk to you later. New rules. Old friends. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>